0: Ford Weekly is proudly brought to you by Peninsula Co-op. At Peninsula Co-op, you get full serve for the same price as self-serve, meaning you can stay in your warm vehicle while someone else pumps your fuel for you. And if you join up to the Peninsula Co-op membership program, you can start earning cash back every year on gas, convenience store purchases, home heating oil, and even groceries. Join today for just $27. For more details, head to your local Peninsula Co-op or click on the membership tab at peninsulacoop.com. Hello, hello, welcome back. Claude Weekly.
1: I'm Malcolm Fletcher, along with Ben Waterworth. Benny, how you doing this week? I'm doing fantastic, Zicky. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. You know, getting geared up for uh, the last week of this cohort. Um, it's the last week. I believe we can play games 9 and 10. Uh, game 9 coming this Thursday at the Archie Browning Center for you guys tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Tune in on Hockey TV. And then on Friday night, back at the barn for uh, the last time for, I guess, only two weeks. But, uh,
0: yeah. It's it's crazy to think we're here, isn't it? It only felt like we just started, but uh, this first cohort is is done and dusted, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's going to be interesting how these final two games go, because obviously coming into this uh, week after a couple of two big losses, unfortunately for the Panthers, so uh, I'm sure that it'd be nice to come out of one of these two games with a at least a W. Uh, hopefully both. Hopefully we like to come out with both of the W.
1: Uh, yeah for sure you know a bit of a, a bit of drope, but you know uh, some pretty well played games from uh, from what I've seen and uh, you know like pick you can sometimes hard to pick and choose at the positives but it's really the best thing you can do at this point
0: yeah it was um, both very interesting obviously a three nothing loss here at uh, panorama on on Friday. And it, was a, it was a very good game though I mean uh, looking at uh, mm-hmm. you know particularly in the net uh, you know a three goal uh, defeat for, for Braden Evans but I mean he was fantastic in it though, 38 Saves out of uh, 41 shots, he got player of the match for the Panthers, and at the other end, of course, uh, first shutout in this series for the uh, the Cougars. Jonah Chambers getting the player of the match there too. But it was yeah, it was it was a fairly entertaining, time. plenty of opportunities for the the Panthers. Uh, unfortunately, didn't quite go their way, and then Sunday, uh, of course, it was a different different time slot. Sunday afternoon out at Archie Browning, and uh, sadly, it was yeah, there. Was that was the, the biggest victory of the season for the the Cougars? It was a 7-2 win. Um, but uh, you know, positives there. For the Panthers, that they got a couple of goals the last period there, they showed some good form there, some good form for a lot of the rookies in the last two games. There was so. there was a, a series of hits yeah. in the last three minutes
1: of some some big hits yeah. on, thrown by the Panthers, which is good that they showed, you know, lots of heart in the exactly. and, you know, you know, yeah. showed some pride. And uh, you know, on the topic of these games, let's go through a little bit of the box score. So, um, in the in the first game on Friday night at the Panorama Recreation Center, in the first period there was no scoring, but there was quite quite a few penalties. We won't go over all of them because that will take quite a while, but there was quite a few. And then in the second period, it was um, Owen Evers opened up the scoring at 18.05, you know, only, you know, two minutes left in this second period. It was a very, it was just kind of a seeing eye shot where there's yeah. lots of traffic and he just kind of snapped through. And the um, first VIJHL goal, so I will congratulate him. Assist coming courtesy of Simon Pollock and Camlin LaSargent. And then in the... You know, just like a minute <laughs> and a half later, uh, Owen Evers again with his second VIJHL goal assist coming uh, from Tori McClintock and Ryan Strange. And, you know, that was just kind of right at the end of the period. There's only 19 seconds left. And, you know, it 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 kind of just put the, the Cougars ahead a little bit there. And then later um, at the 2:23 mark of the third period, Ryan Strange scored an unassisted goal. And that kind of put the game away there for... Uh, for uh, for um, the Cougars and uh, got a little got a little chippy, you could say. You know, we had two the two Panthers players, Lucas Thompson Fittis as well as Owen Cox, um,
0: had non-fighting game
1: misconducts and. Uh, then
0: yeah. yeah, it was it was it was such a. It, it's so disappointing to look at that score sheet and see a three nothing lead. Uh, 3 nothing win Because it, you've, it, it was Such a closer game Than that I mean we went A good portion Of that match Without any goals scored All three of the goals Came I mean if you Take out the intermissions Within what Like four minutes Of each other Yeah So you have 56 minutes Of not scoring And you felt That's where Like you felt That was a game That was going to go To a nothing-nothing Overtime It was yeah. really That type of game
1: Yeah it was a great game You know yeah. um, Like it was kind of Like they just kept on It was just like they, they skated miles That game Oh yeah It was just back and forth And back and forth And back and forth And it, there was just it was block shot after block shot and hit after hit. and it was it was just ridiculous and, like the, and the game
0: misconducts too like particularly the the fittest one like you could tell it was sort of a, an accidental just the way he kind of came in to that hit was sort of an awkward angle in the board and sort of there was it wasn't intentional it was kind of one that you know it, it kind of happens and the other thing too a real positive from that game from the panthers is the penalty kill because going into that they had the worst penalty kill in the league, essentially, uh, worst yes. or second worst, I believe it was at that point. And every game leading up until that game, the Cougars had scored on a power play. They went zero for seven that night. The Cougars, so uh, very good effort there from the penalty kill from the Panthers. I mean, again, a three nothing loss is is on paper. You think, well, the, you, what positives can you take out of it? But there's plenty to take from that game, and mm-hmm. particularly, I will say, Braden Evans, like obviously, player of the game. And we talked a lot about you, you know how the goalie situation is working for the Panthers right now. I think that was his shining night. That was mm-hmm. definitely the moment where finally you see why he's been brought out from Alberta, mm-hmm. why he's in this team, and I'm sure that that will give Brad uh, mm-hmm. some good seed moving forward. Yeah, for sure. I think we got to see it firsthand. He
1: put on a bit of a show that night. He did. He made a lot of good glove saves throwing the blocker, you know, the windmill with the pads, you know. it yeah. was. It, he made a couple of really nice saves, and like we said, the Cougars score in bunches, and it kind of got that little bunch there, and, uh, you know, that was unfortunate. But um, the Panthers tried to move forward quickly, and on On Sunday, Um, it was you know it was a tough loss again. But again, lots of positives you can kind of take away from that game like we talked about lots of hits we showed lots of grit and playing hard right to the buzzer you know Reed Fryer made a, a you know a, a big hit trying to b- break up a play with I think it was only five seconds left so it really shows that these players want to you know do better they want to get better they want to play the full 60 minutes and we'll I'll, I'll run down a quick little box score for you so Simon Pollock opened the opened the scoring of that game at ten fifty three. the first period assist coming from uh, Ethan Roworth and Cameron Lesargeant Just over, just under two minutes later, Spencer Golden scored a goal, uh, assist coming from Bryce Irwin and Dylan Jessa. Then the Peninsula Panthers ended up scoring a little bit of a goal. Um, problem there. Uh, Denver Maloney <laughs> actually got the goal.
0: Sorry, Reed. Yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've pumped that up on our social media this week saying that Reed Fry got his first ever goal, but un- unfortunately it seems that Denver got it. Got, we're going to have the guys on the show very shortly, yeah. but uh, for our social media followers out there, we, we made a bit of a boo-boo during the week on that one.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I felt, it, it, it. but you know, good on him getting the assist, nice, hard, higher shot, uh, kept it pretty low, and you know, Denver Maloney was there to, he actually played it off like his stomach or something, Yeah. Or off the body, I like think. That. Yeah. So, yeah, a uh, goal coming from Denver Maloney, Reed Fryer, and then Riley Braun got the assist on the play. And that was at the 13:34 mark of the first period. This was a, a bit of a, uh, of a tough one for the period. scorekeepers, yeah. you know. And, uh, Ryan Strange ended up scoring uh, just under two minutes later again. Uh, assist coming from Bryce Sermon and Spencer Golden. And then, um, you know, just over a minute later, uh, Ryan Strange uh, popped another one. Assist coming from Bryce Sermon and Brandon McClintick Second period at seventeen thirty five, Cameron LeSarjeant uh, scored uh, assist coming from uh, Spencer Golden and uh, Nicholas Dumontso, and then um, just under a minute later, just over a minute later, sorry, Dawson Blanchette uh, scored assist coming from Ethan Roworth and Simon Pollock. Um, the Panthers played a very good second period. Mm. They played.
0: And they did. They were doing everything perfectly. They were just flowing, I thought. I don't know how much of the game you caught. I, I was watching it live. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And that's kind of, it's it sort of, I felt they reversed the, the periods around a little bit because we talked a lot on Friday night about how generally that second period is where the Cougars are the strongest. But it was sort of the first period. But even in the first period, like four goals to one, it, it didn't... Feel like it was an absolute whitewash, mm-hmm. particularly the first five minutes. I believe there wasn't even a shot on goal from either side, and we went the yeah. entire 10 minutes, half that period, without any goals. So, all of those five goals came in the last uh, yeah. nine or so minutes. So, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. It's it's mm-hmm. again, it's one of these games where I think the uh, the score sheet is uh, a little bit uh, you know, it, lo- it makes the Cougars look a little bit better on the night than um, perhaps mm-hmm. I'm not saying they weren't good, but uh, you know, the Panthers I think were better than the 7 2 score line mm-hmm. suggests. That's what I mean.
1: Yeah, and in the third period, another very well played uh, period by both both teams, where they both had a goal apiece. Tanner Ward opened up the period at twenty, just 22 seconds in. It was very quick, yeah. Yeah, Tanner Ward scored a goal um, assist coming courtesy of Logan Spears and Riley Braun. Riley Braun with a couple points on the night, so uh, congratulations to him. And then uh, Brandon uh, McClintock, 8-51 of that period. Uh, Brandon McClintock scored assist coming from Spencer Golden and Ryan Strange. So, uh, you know, that was on the power play as well. Um, But uh, I actually didn't catch that one. Did you see that one?
0: Uh, the the goal or the game? The goal. Or, the goal. the uh, I don't think I did either. Like that was maybe when I turned up because it was. It got to a point I think in that match where it was kind of like when the score was, you kind of maybe you know pick your phone up or something like yeah. that. Like so, kind of then you hear like the 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 callers give it a goal. So, um, yeah, it's it's fascinating to to think just because we went into last Friday night talking about how. Pretty much every single game, with the exception of two games, have been decided by one goal. And it seems to be the the commentator's curse, doesn't it? Because then we kind of have two somewhat blowouts, you would say. But, mm. yeah, I, I'm definitely with you. The, the last few minutes from the Panthers, just the physicality from them. I mean, when you're down 7-2... It's so easy to just go back into your shells and go, well, this game's gone. What have we got to achieve? But that that was a really important message from the Panthers to come out and say like, hey, I don't care what the scoreboard says. We're going into this. And, you know, you know we know that the, the Panthers have some players out through injury suspension. I mean, and again, that's never an excuse. But the fact that you've got these younger guys, particularly a lot of these rookies, you mentioned Reed Fry's hit and everything towards the end there. You know, these are young guys who are, who are finally, you know, finding their feet coming into these eight games in, now they know these guys so well. There's two more games. I mean, it's a statement. You can come out and say that. And with two games to go, I mean, continue to make that statement. Go out there. If you're going to lose seven 2 do it with some physicality, do it with some passion, you know, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what the boys did mm-hmm. on Sunday.
1: Yeah. And you know, uh, and, for the penalty-wise, it was a much quieter night in the yeah. box compared to so to Friday. Only nine penalties on the night. And so, you know, that's obviously just... It's just another positive the Panthers can kind of take away from this game. They only had four penalties, while the Cougars had five. So, you know, another positive. They stayed a little bit more disciplined. And obviously, goaltending. You know, uh, Connor Swainson, he faced 41 shots. You could say he led in seven goals, but he faced 41 shots. He, he got peppered at times. And, you know, he played another solid game. You know, I feel like Swainson, he... <laughs> (laughs) That's kind of been our
0: whole goalie situation all year is our goaltenders show up to play every night. And look, this was Swainson's third game for the season previous two games he'd been player of the match in so I mean he's he's had a fantastic year and as you know we talked to Brad a little bit last week about how there's a bit of a an issue with the goal is because you got these guys who are kind of you know all putting their hand up to to show show their worth so the the Cougars yeah you you talk about peppering the goals here I can not remember what period was there was a real section of one of the periods where they just were just banging the shots out left right and center they were really just gunning for it and it's something that the Cougars are, are doing and we we've talked a little bit about how the Panthers have gone now I think about fifteen periods of scoring multiple goals, um, and but it's not like they're not trying. You know, there were some moments there. I mean, the last period alone, they out, they outshot the the Cougars nine to eight. Um, so I think there, there's signs there, and it's just been very good goaltending by the cougars i mean they've got some very good guys between the pipes at each end there so uh you know when you've got good goalies it makes it a little bit more difficult to get those multiple goals but uh no i i i can't it's weird to come out of a 7-2 loss feeling positive mm-hmm. yeah for sure you know i feel like the goaltending was good but, you know
1: obviously out of a 7-2 loss there's obviously things to clean up on but i think the panthers can just take more positives than negatives out of this game and obviously with uh Our players of the game uh, for the Cougars, it was Bryce Irwin who had three assists in the game. Another good game for Bryce Irwin. And Denver Maloney. Who he seems to get on the score shirt like score sheet like every game he scored another goal obviously assist coming from Reed Fryer and Riley Braun again sorry Reed I uh, didn't get
0: the goal <laughs> we're gonna find the... out how that feels yeah we're gonna same. talk yeah. to him a
1: little bit of that later on um we got a couple good interviews coming up for you and uh, yep Denver Maloney, another goal and you know he's been he's been pretty stellar lately so I guess the Panthers can kind of put this week behind them and then move forward to this week this is going to be obviously quote unquote the most important week because you know you can kind of
0: you can, if you can take away, if you can steal, steal two wins from the Cougars here, that would be pretty huge. You're two and six, and that doesn't sound great on paper. But at the end of the day, you're right. Like, still two wins here, you're four and six, and I mean that's nearly 50-50, right? That's that's kind of, and you'd probably almost say that a four and six is maybe where you feel you're at, kind of coming out of this series. I don't think it's a fair representation on the Cougars to come out of a two and eight series. Like they've played so much better than that, and you want to come out with something that we're going to talk a little bit at the end of this podcast about how the cohort situation has changed since we thought thought about it they're going into a 14 game series against another side in a couple of weeks now so you want to go into that with a with you know a four and six record would be such a better way to go into it and we've got some players coming back we know that josh lingard will be back this week which will be a huge in to get that eight nine ten line back out for the panthers again something like that can spur them on there as well um you know i, I believe seal is, is a potential as well to, to come back out and play as well yep seals and you so he'll be for sure be back prop we're not for sure, but he could be back. You know, for the for maybe maybe uh, Friday could be maybe even Kerry Possibly Park, even both. Yeah, maybe that. So uh, I mean, look, even look, min- bare minimum, get one win like absolute minimum would be a win to walk away with that but of course if you, as you said if you steal those two to come out of it four and six I think that at the end of the day the Panthers would be very happy with the four and six record after mm-hmm. this ten game series
1: yeah you know obviously kind of going into the year you, d- you didn't really want the, to come out you wanted to come out of this you know you know, six and four of but, you course know, a, a four and six record you know after the way these games have kind of turned out lots of one goal games and you know lots of games where things kind of got heated a little bit out of hand you could say you know for example Fred night we had two non-fighting game misconducts hit from behinds or whatever whatever they were um boarding i guess they were and you know i think it was the two weeks before that we had a really rough 31 penalty night so you're kind of coming out of this you just you're coming out of a 10 game playoff series with a very very good team that you know guy like we talked about earlier i think we said guys are gonna get banged up guys are gonna be Guys are gonna be tired of you know, you know going out back to back nights blocking you know ten shots a game taking hits all night and you know that's um, I feel like doing this now is gonna do nothing but help the Panthers fo- moving forward where they've seen it they've been through th- this this really good team that's gonna teach them a lot and they're kind of getting a taste of playoff hockey in the first five weeks of the season.
0: Absolutely. And you are also got to look at the way this cohort series worked with the five teams in the South. You know, you're always going to have a group of three, a group of two. And Victoria and Peninsula are both in the unique situation where they will both... Be in two, like a group of two series, and the the Cougars will have a sort of break on that though. They go into a three team, whereas the Panthers we go straight into another two team series against Kerry Park. So it's kind of that unique situation where you get to know a team so much more when you look at someone like Sanich. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm just working out this quickly in the top of my head, they won't play a two-game series against anyone. They're always going to be in a three-team cohort, right? Because they will play a three-team cohort now with Victoria and Westshore, and then we will play Saanich and Westshore in the final three teams. So both Westshore and Sanich will always be in a three-team cohort. So they'll never experience kind of this uniqueness of, like, as you said, it's almost like playoff, but extended playoff series. Yeah, you know, obviously day. it's, you know, <laughs> in a playoff series you're playing...
1: No more than seven games. Yeah. And you're usually playing. Well, obviously it depends, but usually every every other day, I guess you can kind of call it. Yeah. And you know, here it's it's five straight weeks of you know you play back to back nights Thursday Friday. Obviously, we had a little bit of a break this past week, but you know, kind of going into it, um, I think you already mentioned we're going into a a 14, 14 games fourteen game yeah. series against the Cary Park Islanders. We're gonna play out this series, then we'll have a two week uh break. And then we'll go into the 14-game series. So that's going to be very interesting um, because I believe the Cary Park Islanders, they're third in the South. We're currently fifth. So, you know, the Panthers obviously, you know, are, are trying to, you know, get out of that, you know, get into, you know, where the Cary Park are. They're kind of chasing
0: them down right now. And it's, yeah, you're right. It's actually almost a three week break because uh, basically after this week, we don't actually play again until the 20th here at our Panorama. The first game is correct. And this has changed, of course, because initially we were drawn against West Shore, but this has changed in the last week and it's now been extended to 14. And you, you think about that, you, you've got a three week break between this, but then you've got to fit 14 games in essentially before Christmas. So, pretty. Pretty much every week, there's going to be three games played essentially uh, each week, which is uh, quite interesting. So it's, I mean, we're kind of at that point now where I think. I mean, personally, I know I'm ready to see another team again. We talked yeah. about this on Friday night. I've never seen any other teams besides these two teams sticky ever in my life watching VIJHL. So I'm looking forward to seeing another team but I'm sure that for the, for the Panthers it's it's an opportunity to kind of test out this roster on a, on a different team. You're going out strong. You're going out against one of the, the leading teams in the league which really does test you and not to take away from Kerry Park but you go into a team that you maybe wouldn't rank as high as the Cougars. It gives you a different opportunity, you don't want to go in complacent thinking well, we were this good against the Cougars, we're going to wipe the floor, of course you don't want to think that, that's not how it's going to happen, so you, you want to go into that and change things up and really, really push yourself to see where you're at, because it is very difficult to really truly see, not just where Peninsula are, but any other team in the South, because obviously the North, they're still playing everyone, where everyone in the South is when you finally can stir the pot a little bit and mix these teams around
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, obviously the Cougars being uh, you know, 1st the first in the South Division right now, second over they have 13 points with the six-one and one record, and you know they're kind of playing the Cary Park Islanders team. You know they're they're in the middle of the South Division, and the Panthers. That's probably where they're you know this is the that's kind of the spot where they're chasing down right now. They kind of want to get up there, um, in the standings. And you know a uh, quick I guess we can do a quick little rundown on the Cary Park Islanders as, as we speak. So pretty much Cary Park Islanders, um, their leading goal scorer at the moment is Louis Ferrero, who's tied for second place, um, in the league. It's the second year or. Th- I think I don't know if it's second or third year because I have two websites telling me two different things. But so far, he has uh 7 goals and 6 assists for 13 points and Reed's Fitzpatrick who has 4 goals, and 9 assists for 13 points. So those two guys are kind of I guess they're battling it out in the in the overall league standings uh lead stats right now. And
0: I believe is it for Ferrero, sorry is his name, he's on yeah. a hot streak. I think 5 games in a row I believe he's scored at least uh, a goal. So uh he's kind of the the hottest player in the league right now in terms of getting those goals up. Which is it's going to be interesting to kind of come out of a series where you've got a team I guess filled with all these players who you know the Cougars like to spread it around don't they whereas you know here like it seems like maybe there's a couple of guys which you're really sort of are keeping an eye on so uh, I mean I'd be interested to see if he keeps his hot streak up coming into the break and uh, maybe we're the team that we can break this hot streak
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure you know obviously every team's gonna have the guys that tear it up but uh, like you said the Cougars do definitely like to move it around and you know obviously that's something that I know the Panthers are looking to do kind of spread the offense around here and you know really kind of just produce some more offense and you know also obviously keeping the d-zone clean all that but um kurt Whittaker is third on the Kerry park islanders in points and then dawson
0: elzinga uh, a second year player for the for uh the that's islanders. a great name say that L-Zinga. again dawson elzinga now that is a commentary dream name that's i know he's on an now team but that's just a Elzinga shoots and scores. Like, that just rolls off the tongue beautifully. Yeah, we're going to
1: be calling that. Yeah, Will's going to have fun with that one, I feel. Yeah, seven. He's going to have seven games, I believe. Right,
0: so okay. At, uh,
1: at the rec center. And then Colton Thompson is uh, fifth on the team, another uh, second-year player uh, who has seven points in seven games. So he's off to a pretty quick start to his, uh, I guess you can call it uh, sophomore season, obviously uh, improving on his five points in 41 games last year. So he's off to a great start. So, um, you know, obviously the Panthers are going to have to work on, you know, shutting him down as well as the rest of this uh, Carey Park offense that seems to be the top five guys are all over a point
0: per game. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, plenty to kind of go over there. And we've talked a lot to some of the guys in the last few weeks about sort of looking forward. And obviously we assumed at the time they were playing West Shore. But, of course, pretty much the guys are saying they're not obviously focusing on that. They're still focusing on Victoria. But I'm sure over this now three-week break in between practices – hitting up hockey TV, watching some of these games. Because I don't know about you, Sika, I haven't really gone and watched many of the other games at the moment so I haven't really kind of kept up outside of the the sort of the highlights package that Mark Berry produces every single week to hearing what's going on there so um, I, I might use that opportunity to kind of go in and uh, check out some of these games and uh, just uh, get familiar with some of these guys because I, we're going to get very familiar with them over 14 games aren't we? Yeah
1: you know I've, I've tuned into a little bit of, uh, of Oceanside and Camel River I love watching those two teams play I love Mark Barry's calls on those games he calls Great games. So I love to tune in. And uh, I haven't really, I don't think I've tuned into a single one at Cary Park's game. I think I tuned into one uh, at Cary Park versus West Shore in Cary Park. That's about it. So it'll kind of be a good taste for both of us, you know, kind of hopefully before the break, you know, get a feel for these teams, see how they play. And so, uh,
0: yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Sticky, I'm excited. I think we should play these interviews right now, don't you? we well, us do God, it. We're, uh, we're going to hear right now from uh, Reed Fryer and Denver Maloney. Let's hear our chats with these guys right now.
2: <laughs> Babylon by
1: Telus Health is a virtual healthcare app that allows you to video chat with a licensed doctor from your smartphone. Appointments are covered by provincial healthcare, and you can even see a doctor on evenings and weekends. Download and register Babylon by Telus
3: Health today.
0: We are thrilled to welcome back. To Claude Weekly, always like it when we got one of the guys back on the show, Denver Logan. Denver, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Am I the first guy to come back twice? Uh no, we, uh, no, we didn't. Logan was on last. Logan and Tanner oh, yeah. have both been on. Oh yes. yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. well, we'll no, we'll say you are. Uh, we'll <laughs> say you are the first, just to go along with that. Um, player of the game on on Sunday. Obviously, the score line not the the greatest, but yeah, you, you got a goal. You player of the game. I mean, uh, you must be pretty happy at least with that side of things. Yeah, obviously that was that was nice. I mean people thought Fryer scored due to the camera
4: work but yeah it was a nice little tip and it went off shelf so it's good that they uh gave that one to me
1: uh yeah actually kind of we're talking we just talked about that goal but you want to kind of explain to everyone what kind of happened there you know the the series of events that kind of went through your head there well yeah the
4: we had two guys down low in the corner and then uh I think I don't know it was Braun or Gibby who gave it up maybe Braun. he gave it up to Fryer, and then he wound up for a slap shot and I saw that no one was in the lane towards the net, so I went to go for a nice little screen and he shot it perfectly right next to me and I just put my stick on it, redirected it in.
0: And then you then you notice he's first up there to get the, uh, the high fives, that sort of So what what point did you sort of break it to him that, you know, hey mate, like I actually got a tip <laughs> on that. That that was my goal. Well yeah, it was funny because
4: me and Braun uh, both saw that you know, it was tip. So me and him went to each other right off the bat. And then the other three guys on the ice just went to fryer because they didn't see the tip. So they all thought that it was fryer. And then me and Braun went over and he was like, did you tip it? And I was like, (sighs) No, no, just go, go, go. I was like, send him first into the line, you know. <laughs> pump him up a little bit for yeah, the rest pump, of the pump game. Pump him up, yeah. Did, did it
0: work, though? Did you, how did you think he went for the rest of the game, like getting that goal? Thinks well, he's got that goal off the well, bat? Well,
4: he, so. he played awesome, you know. He was definitely our best D-man in that game. You know, the result definitely didn't show our effort.
0: We were talking a little bit about that before, about how it is kind of one of those games where it looks like a blowout, but it definitely didn't feel that way, at least watching it. I mean, you guys come out of games like that, as you're saying, like thinking about the positives, thinking about the other particularly those last few minutes when you're being so physical and really giving it to them when you're down so much. I mean, that, that must give you that energy and those positives come out of the game. Oh yeah, no, I, I love it because I think there was one point like right in the end of the game there, it was like... I
4: think, LaSargent in the middle of the ice, and, like, he quickly sidestepped me, like, oh, whoops, but then Fidzie was right behind me, and he absolutely blew him up, so I, I turned back and saw that, and that brought a smile to my face.
1: I know it can be hard, you know, after a 7-2 loss, kind of pick and choose at some positives, but work on some positives that you can personally take away from the game. Uh, positives from the game, you know, uh,
4: I don't know, we just gotta work hard, you know, obviously we have a bumped up roster right now with uh, the injury bug, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. We got Seal and and Lingo hopefully back in the lineup this week. And, you know, we get guns a blazing as soon as game time comes.
0: And is that kind of coming into these final two games now against the Cougars, like coming out of it with two wins would be fantastic. But, I mean, is it just coming into it with more than that, keeping that intensity that you're showing in those last few minutes? I mean, what what are you hoping, I guess, to come out of these last two games besides the obvious of the wins?
4: Yeah, honestly, uh, we obviously want to win, but... You know, the scoreline sometimes doesn't show the result. I just want our boys to work hard and do their best and just try not to worry about making a mistake because everybody makes them.
0: And how have you been feeling yourself going this year? You missed a couple of games, but you're sort of getting back into the lineup now and <laughs> get a couple of goals. I mean, kind of how you are feeling?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling nice. Uh, I think I can do better personally, but uh, I guess we'll see throughout the next couple of weeks.
0: Well, we're going to be keeping an eye on things. Best of luck for these final two games, and uh, thanks for coming back on the show today. Thank you very much.
3: boards oh, eight was- shot scores that one all the way through yeah. anderson did not see it yeah gilbertson definitely got away with one because he was hanging on to pangs arm you can see he had the one arm off of a stick hanging on to pang the referee obviously didn't see it but uh, so that's reed fryer goal. with the goal
0: pleasure to welcome to claude weekly mr reed Fryer. reed first of all thank you very much for your time today Thanks for having me. Now, uh, we, we just spoke with Denver. Uh, the the goal that we thought you had, unfortunately, wasn't a goal. Uh, what point did you find out that that wasn't your goal and that Denver had tipped that in?
2: Uh, I found out, like, after school today, like... One o'clock, I think.
0: Wow. Yeah. And how do you, how do you find out? Is it somebody too? Do you look at the stats? Uh, kind my, of. What do you? My dad looked at the stats and he s- saw it and told me that. Wow. I, I mean, that. How is that feeling? Because uh, I mean, I, I thought it was a goal. I think a lot of people thought it was a goal. We put it on the social media and everything like that. And I mean, what is that feeling like when you find out that it that it's not a goal? Um,
2: I didn't mind that much because like, um, didn't really matter that much as we lost, anyways. But I. Um, I was kind of upset kind of a little bit because I wanted to get my first goal, but it's not a big deal because Denver got a goal and I got an assist, so not a
0: big deal. You, you've been playing fantastically in the last couple of games, though, and I mean, to get into those positions where you, you're that close to potentially getting on the scoreship. I mean, how have you felt the last few games have, have gone for yourself, and are you really getting extra confidence now that you've, you know, eight games in to the Panthers on the Panthers roster?
2: Yeah, I've gotten a lot more confident after playing a couple games, and I thought I was playing a lot better like, like last couple games versus like the first game I played.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously you have a couple games in your belt now, and uh, first taste of junior hockey. What have been some things that you've had to kind of change about your game uh, to kind of adjust to this level of play?
2: Uh, definitely trying to like find people more, keeping my head up and laying more body, pretty much that's
0: it. And in terms of getting thrown into the deep end against a side like the Cougars, do you feel that that's been a benefit that you can come straight out and and play one of the best sides in the league to really experience that intensity that a side like that does bring to games?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think I'll be a lot better off when we start playing like West Shore and Kerry Park and Braves and those teams because I've had more experience playing like the good
0: team like Cougars. And in terms of your teammates out there, obviously, you know, you're not the only rookie on the side, plenty of rookies on the side that this year as well, but do you kind of balance your time with, I guess, working with the rookies to try and learn from the the older guys out there or do you like to try and have more one-on-one time with the older guys? I mean, kind of what's, do you have a methodology when it comes to kind of working with those guys out there?
2: Uh, Yeah, I talk a lot with the rookies and stuff. I just like following the, like the uh, leaders in the group because they like have more experience than the rookies. So like they help me a lot too.
1: And uh, moving forward for, you know, obviously the rest of the year and, you know, about future years on the team, uh, what's kind of a role that you kind of want to take on the team? Is it kind of just owning the corners, you know, laying body, uh, being kind of greasy? Or uh, is it kind of more of a finesse player? What uh, what are we going to see from you?
2: Um, Probably more of a greasy grinder player. Um, Yeah, definitely more of like a body guy than skill guy
0: <laughs> we, we talked to Denver a little bit about that physicality in the last few minutes on Sunday you yourself were particularly involved in that I mean is it, is it fun when you, it's not fun when you're down 7-2 of course it's not fun but when you kind of can just go out there and go oh, screw it we've lost this game anyway and just go in there and just go hammer and tong like that I mean is that at least fun to be able to go that way and play that way yeah I love doing that <laughs> and you want I mean you want more of that like is that kind of something that you would like to do sort of for a whole game and obviously not find yourself in the box all the time but I mean at least bring that and was that kind of the message you guys were trying to send out in those final few minutes to say that even though we're down we're not giving up here
2: yeah we're definitely trying to send a message for the next game to like let them know that
0: we're not going to back down even though we are losing the series well, we're, we're hopeful, of course, these final two games this week that uh, come away with a couple of wins, and we're very hopeful that that goal comes. Obviously, we know that none of the rookies are yet to score a goal, but we're, we're fingers crossed for you, mate, that you're the one that gets on there. I've got my money on Banksy still, but that's just because of my Mighty Ducks connections. It's nothing against you. Uh, if I talk about you scoring your first goal, I'm going to be equally as happily, so best of luck. Thanks. <laughs> Joining us once again here on Claude Weekly, it is the esteemed head coach of the Peninsula Panthers, Mr. Brad Tippett. Brad, as always, pleasure to have you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. But let's make the correction.
3: Probably shouldn't use this theme.
0: I, I, well, you know, I agree to disagree there, Brad. I, I I would go out and say that. Um, obviously a couple of, uh, the results, not the way you want, but the positives that come out of those games, uh, Friday night, the, the penalty kill was on fire that night and, and Sunday's game as well. A couple of great opportunities in the final few minutes, the, the pressure, the physicality from your guys out there, really putting it out there. I mean, what were some other positives that you took away from those games?
3: Well, Friday was was uh, for the lineup we had. Like, like we had probably more guys that were at uh, close to a hundred percent effort, and and uh, uh, you know we, we we ran into a hot goalie, and you know you lose three nothing at home, and the other team's goalie's the star. Uh, that tells you something. And with the lineup we had, uh, like those guys have come so far, and. Um, you know we were outgunned on the on the driver's license dates by about two years right across the board and uh but we well, guys hung in there and then we we're you know we weren't happy with the first two periods in uh in uh in uh on sunday and there especially the first period right i didn't think that we competed very hard and uh uh, and then as the game went on, uh, you know, we, we had a challenge uh, to the players that, you know, we were playing for the crest on the front and what it means. And, and uh, we had some bite back. And then in the last three minutes, it... Uh, uh, we had more than more than one bite I guess
0: and that must as a coach to, to see that effort you know it's, it's so well and good probably as a 7-2 down to just to lay down but of course that's never a message you never want to lay down and to come off the ice you must all of a sudden have to say to the guys like look you know put that away you've done, done exactly what I've asked you to do in those final few minutes. And let's look ahead to Thursday.
3: Well, I think in, in the situation that we had, we, we sort of had, to had, to move the goalposts a little bit and, and, uh, you know, possibly winning the game wasn't as important as, as, uh, the long term benefit of, uh, of guys playing in those situations and, and accepting that challenge. We gave them that challenge. The Cougars are obviously a challenge anyway. And, uh, but to see our guy, the way we responded, uh, um, um, well, the way we played Friday and then the way we responded from uh, sort of an embarrassing first period, uh, it gives us a, a, a sort of an indication of the pride and the tightness in this group that they stick up for one another.
1: Um, obviously with a couple guys banged up on the back end. Uh, the two 16-year-olds, uh, Mason McNeil and uh, Theo Saint-Denis there. Um, can you just talk a little bit for a minute or two about those two, But how they've really stepped up, especially in the past two weeks, and they've really just stood out, in my opinion, so far?
3: Well, let's let's go a little one step farther. I, I uh, Just because... Uh, uh, Reed Friars, you know he's as raw as they are, and and uh, but the three of them have been uh, have just come. Uh, I mean, you, if anybody who went to the game wouldn't have known that they were 16 and 17, and that's probably the best compliment we can give them. Again, they were right in the middle of the of the storm at the end, and and they were initiating it. And uh, but they're you know they're baptism under fire. They're playing against arguably the best team in the league right now and uh, and they're holding their own. They're, you know, we're giving up a goal here, but we're learning and we're getting better. And their confidence is growing uh, every time they're on the ice.
0: And I can imagine that's almost the best way to start them, isn't it? To throw them really in the deep end and give them that baptism of fire against a side like the Cougars.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean, that's we probably would have put them on the low burner to start with, but they jumped right into the boiling pot of water and uh, and it was sink <laughs> or swim. And uh, so they're going to be better for it long long-term there's nothing going to scare them now coming into the league and uh, uh as the league goes on so uh they've been great they've really really been uh been outstanding and and the uh, uh, even more than that uh the way some of the veteran guys have rallied around them and admired how that they accepted the challenge and they were going to make mistakes and they just got up and kept going and uh to me that that was a real big part of of how they succeeded
0: Got uh, Lingard and Seal looking like they're coming back this week?
3: Yeah, Josh got cleared yesterday, and uh, and Seal got cleared today. And uh, so they skated tonight full contact, and uh, so we'll probably see them for the weekend. And Jensen's still, uh, still out. a ways away, and Horrocks is a ways away, and Griffin's a ways away. And uh, uh, it looks like Ewer's going to be... He, pulled a groin here and uh, he tried to go tonight and those things if you aggravate them it can be a long time and with two games and then two weeks off it will probably just give him a rest as well
0: what do you hope to come out of these last two games a win two wins would obviously be fantastic but is there other things that you're hoping to come out to before you go into this break
3: um obviously we want we want to we want to win both games we're going in to win both games uh, uh i think we we, we can I, um But I'm more concerned about the way we're playing, and we need some more offensive contributions from some of the young guys. Who we've got six guys that have scored goals, and that's it in eight games. And and we need some more scoring from other guys. And uh, uh, if we could get some more, a little bit more offense, a little bit more uh, playing in the other team's end, uh, um, that that's a little bit more uh having us dictate the play and uh um, you know, I think if we can continue to do that or we can get a sort of a foothold on that, some of these young guys get a goal or two, that adds 10 pounds to them just in confidence and I think that's coming through the weekend. Uh I'd like just to see a really good effort and and try to get some some rewards for some of the young guys.
0: Well, we've got all the fingers crossed Brad that that will happen in these uh two games this week. Best of luck and thanks for your time on the show again today. Thank you very much. Great chats there and obviously uh, interesting. It's, it's so funny. I actually went into tonight these interviews still assuming that Reed had, had scored that goal and oh, yeah. looked at the score sheet, the VIJHL.com the tonight, and I kind of thought it was a mistake. I'm like, Reed definitely got that goal, and <laughs> unfortunately, that's not how it works. But uh, we still it's, – it's fascinating to think, Sticky, that – Eight games in, we still haven't had a rookie score a goal. We've had a couple of rookies get points, but none of our rookies have yet to score a goal.
1: Yeah, no, yet to score a goal yet. We had a, it was, you know, I was pretty pumped when I heard Reed Friars. I was, I was watching, I wasn't, I wasn't watching the game at the point, but I was watching the website. I was kind mm-hmm. of refreshing it like every five minutes, and I refreshed it, and I saw we scored. And I look, I'm like, Reid Fryer. He's the first rookie that scored. And I think you posted on Instagram. I shared it like straight away. S- yeah. What a w- what a way to yeah. score your first VIJHL goal. Congrats, Reid. And
0: uh, it wasn't him. No. Well, yeah. I, like I I feel like we should take it down, but at the same time, I don't want to take it down. At the same time, let's just sit it there. Let's leave it. If somebody corrects us, we're like, dude, listen to Claude Weekly. We listen explained it. Weekley. But so, no, I think I think for Reid in particular, having that up on the Instagram, like just just having it there, and you know maybe real it's not your first goal but the commentators called it as his goal anyway right exactly and if
1: you do want to see that clip be sure to check out P Panthers V I J H L on that. Instagram that was a segue you can,
0: you can tell exactly when we are posting this this episode of Claude Weekly where can we find Claude Weekly we can find Claude Weekly uh, through Transistor.fm I believe it's uh, P Panthers V I J H L dot Transistor.fm to be completely mm-hmm. precise but of course you can find us on all good podcasting platforms such as Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, you know. But leave some feedback. Leave us a rating while you're there. We'd love to uh, hear what you're thinking of the show. And some exciting things planned. We've uh, sort of still obviously, we're, we're 12 episodes in, still kind of going through the early days, I like to call it. But uh, we're, we've got a few things up our sleeves. We're, we're thinking some video content, a little bit more video stuff moving forward to see our ugly mugs on the screen. And uh, see, that sticky. You were a bit uh, camera shy the other night when I did the old uh, Instagram video yeah, before know, the I'm game. A little,
1: I'm a little camera shy. I don't believe a bit sticky. I'm a little camera shy. I, uh, I, I don't know. That's I'm just not. You're not used. You'll get used to it, I'll and you'll get used to. It. I mean, I'm a big. I'm a. I'm a big photo guy, but when it comes to video, it's like. <laughs> i like on a photo. You take a photo. Okay, it's done. <laughs> a video, it, it it sticks with you for like ten seconds, and that was like fifteen seconds. And you know, I was I kept on looking, and I just tried to look away, and I
0: I just couldn't do it. Well, we're we're gonna we're gonna get used to it. We're gonna get this uh, up and rolling. Um, speaking of up and rolling, I think uh let's let's throw to our uh, weekly segment. First. Pizza Burski facts. We love these. And, of course, next week, we're going to get uh, longer interviews back on, similar to what we did preseason. So we're going to get some of the uh, players to go through all of these again. Uh, let's see here. Sticky. I feel like we've read most of the good ones. Um, I lo- There's one that I absolutely love, but I just – don't think it's appropriate. Like, I know we've had a few dicey ones, but, yeah, I, I'm not going to go with that one. Uh, leading hand sanitizers claim they can kill 99.9% of germs. Pete Zaberski can kill 100% of whatever the hell he wants. That is true. That is so true. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> once a, I, I don't know if we've done this one before, but it's, it's a good one if we haven't. Uh, once a cobra bit Pete Bursky's leg. After five days of excruciating pain, the cobra died. Uh <laughs> this was last week, I think. Possibly. It's a good one. Uh, when the boogeyman goes to sleep every night, he checks his closet for Pete Yep. Okay. And uh, Pete Zaburski can kill two stones with one bird. Yep, that's yo wow, Okay, two stones. This is where we do need the Cougars joke of the week. Hey, how about I tell you what? Let's, as of when we come back from the cohort, let's try the Kerry Park Islanders joke of the week to see how uh, that goes down with them. Let's yeah, spread why not? the let's spread the jokes around. Yeah, why not? We'll try that. Yes, yeah, I, I don't know what sound effect I can play for an Islander. But uh, the, the, the waves <laughs> crash. The wave, waves. I like that. Okay, I like nice that. Nice and relaxing because, you know, we, we come in peace, you know. We do. They're, they're all in good fun. And I'm sure that uh, one of these teams or probably more will take it that way. Uh, now, I, I want to say during the broadcast last week, and I keep mentioning the broadcast, of course, if you can't make it to the rec centre, which unfortunately for most people... Unable at the moment, while the uh the pandemic's on, obviously limited seating. But hockey TV is where it's at. You can watch the games every week. Of course, myself and are in color is uh, fantastic. Will Bryan is there calling play by play. I'm just going to say and it. And the fantastic Ben Waterworth. Well, uh, yeah, I'm kind colour. of there. I just want to say I'm I'm going to be complete biased here. Best best caller in the V I J H L. Not to take away from any of the other guys, you're all great, but I'm biased. I work with him yeah, every yeah, single okay. week, and yeah, yeah, you know, I I can agree with that. Doing well, but uh, we we talked a little bit because a few weeks we had Will on the show and we played a. Cl- clip of him, his very first game calling. He was a bit embarrassed, but we tracked it down and we played a bit of a clip. I said on Friday, how about we see, we put it to the fans. And each week we might do a fan, boat, fan vote on the gram about uh, something we do. And we put it out there. If people wanted to hear a clip of me commentating hockey in Australia, we had enough people say yes, Sticky. So we're, we're going to hear a clip right we're now gonna, or we're gonna, on gonna, the broadcast? No, let's hear it right now. Let's throw to this right now. This is, and this is not me doing colour. This is me calling hockey, all right? Let's hear a clip of that. Face-off, one by the icebreakers. Davis, can he get his hat trick? He's waiting. He's got Cockrell just hovering around. It's actually Turner, I should say. Polari, Polari, back to Davis. Davis, well covered off there by the Barons. He goes, Polari scores!
1: We're back to one! Nick Polari!
0: Wow! We are back to within one. Pilari with his second of the match and the second of the period. we we'll are back to three on three.
1: This is going to be.
0: Well, maybe so we're not good back onto three on three. Are are we? Not, not we are back onto three on three. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. We've got two minutes thirty to play in this game, and it's all still to play for. It's one goal separating it. A lull goes over the stadium. Everybody gets excited. But we do have 159 seconds of hockey to play right now. Now, I don't know what year that was from or what game that was from or anything like that. I just found a random one, but uh, I'm no Will Bryant. Let's just put it that way. You're no Will Bryant. I'm no Will Bryant. I'd like to be Will Bryant. Most people would like to be Will Bryant. I hear he's, you know, got a pretty good life outside of this. The ladies love him, right? <laughs> like, like I think I thought the ladies loved you, Sticky, but I think they like Will more. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I think you are a little bit wrong. You think I'm wrong? Okay. Yeah, well, I think a little bit wrong. Maybe but. that can be next week's poll question on the gram. Who do the ladies like more? Yeah, Sticky or Will? There's a bit of an age gap there though, so I feel. That, yeah, like I
1: feel like that's that's not,
0: not, different not a different demographic, gap. you know. I, yeah. I, yeah. When, when you got the six six year age gap, <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yes. But uh, there you go. Um, and a big shout out as always to the guys back in Tassie, the Van Diemen's League. If you're ever in Hobart, which you're generally not, you're usually in Sydney or <laughs> Melbourne or somewhere like that. But if you're ever in Hobart, uh, the Glenorchy Ice Skating Rink on Main Road, we like to call it the Glenorchiseum because it made it sound so much better, and. Uh, any Canadian who ever wants to see just the, the most cutest little boutique little arena ever that hasn't been updated since 1992, go to the Glenorch Museum. You You won't be disappointed. You won't be disappointed at all. Absolutely. Sticky, um, I'm out of content. I, I'm going blank now. Do we want to end this? I'm, I'm running dry now. I feel like I've just hit that point where You've hit the point. my humor has died.
1: We've hit a wall. Yeah. No Britney Spears references. No, no Justin
0: Bieber references. No, it's been a while since The Beebs has come yeah, out. Yeah, that's of, been this past The Beebs, yeah. You know what I realized? I dropped a Taylor Swift reference last week, and I really dis- do not Shit. like Taylor Swift. Really? You don't like Taylor Swift? I do not like Taylor Swift. Did I just lose our audience? Did I just lose well, you as a, I as a
1: lose, co-host? You, lose you me, seemed I shocked did. there, Siki. Well, no, I didn't. I I uh, I think I actually still have like some CDs. Wow. From like back in the day, like my okay. sister was a huge Taylor Swift fan. Right. She loved Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez. Okay. Yeah, she you know, and I remember when like Shake It Off and like 22 yep. Never Getting Back Together. I used to listen to the song. I still listen to those songs see, today. See, I will uh, listen to them.
0: Yeah, look, I don't know. Yeah, no, but I the, the Shake It Off reference was it came from a, a Taylor Swift. Maybe we can try and see which musical artist each week we can fit in. If if I can yeah. fit in an Engelbert Humperdinck reference, I win commentary. He's a, he's an actual singer. Look him up. I don't think he's quite your type of music, but not mine either. Is it like classical or he's something? He's like old sort of crooner dude from England. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I can't no. see you listening to that. Like, I,
1: I'm not quite. Well, ben, I want to hear what kind of music you're into.
0: You don't want to hear what music I, I would I'm love into. to hear. You, you, uh, you. Just the fact that I reference too many Britney Spears songs probably gives you an idea. Of what type n- of there's music. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> look,
1: like I, if I'm I... in the car and
0: I'm going on a like a roadie up island. Like, I'm gonna flip on some Britney Spears at some point. Well, that makes me happy. That makes me happy. I look, I, I am definitely a a, a dance guy, an EDM, mm-hmm. techno, trance sort of guy. Um, uh, but uh, look, I, I'm a mad Michael Jackson fan. I'm not ashamed to admit I'm a mad Madonna fan. I, I you know, bump the 80s pop stars. Love it. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm a bit of a Britney fan. I do like my Britney. Uh, yeah. Good pop, good song. I, I'm, I'm going to be cliche and say I like a bit of everything. But Yeah, uh, and you know, I'm going to be completely cliche. I do like a little bit of everything. Yeah.
1: Actually, one thing that a lot of people uh, that, that know me like more personally, like my friends and stuff, I'm a huge country fan. Wow. I
0: love country music. So you're jamming to the songs that they're playing here at the rec center. Sometimes,
1: Friday. yeah. Like if there's some Luke Bryan or some Luke, especially Luke Combs, Luke Combs. You know, okay. if anyone has Luke Combs tickets, uh, just pass them over. Look them up. Uh, Look- but yeah, no, like, I'll I'll flip on the country, but, you know, I, I will admit, if there is a pop song from 2008 to, like, 2014,
0: I will probably know it. Wow. If it's, like, yeah, like Katy Perry, I'll know it. Tell you what, best year for music... And we're so sidetracked. We're ending this podcast, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, best year ever for music: nineteen ninety nine.
1: Nineteen
0: ninety nine. Okay. Nineties rap. Blue. Oh, yep. I'm I'm down with that. Blue by Eiffel Sixty Five. The second greatest song ever recorded in music. Ever record, what's the first? Hung Up by Madonna. That is a banger that never gets old. Listen to it. And also country music. And this is a shout out to my home my home state, the Wolf Brothers, country band. Good friends of them. They uh, went on Australia's Got Talent, got second, and uh, now a quite big deal in Australia. I think you would like the Wolf Brothers. I'm not Wolf huge on country, but I like the Wolf Brothers country. So I've, ne- I've never even heard of them. Look them up. Get to know. Look them
1: up. And so I guess we could say before we you know chat your ears off and <laughs> you guys never click on a quad <laughs> weekly again.
0: We're talking about the Panthers, guys. Trust we're us. Talking we're, about the Panthers.
1: Yeah. I'm Malcolm Fletcher. Ben I'm Ben Water- Waterworth. Ben Waterworth. Thank you again for tuning in today. We'll see you next week.
0: Weekly is proudly brought to you by Peninsula Co op. Purchase a car wash from Peninsula Co op before November 15, and you can win free car washes for a year. Enter online at cooppromotions.com.